a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Deus Ex Media. Welcome to the Restricted Section, a podcast in which all of my smarter friends come on my show to tell me everything that I've missed in the 30 times I've read the Harry Potter series before in my life. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about this week. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Chapter 30, Grop. Welcome to Hogwarts, the shit show. With Fred and George gone, everyone thinks they're the new best prankster, and boy, are they keen to demonstrate their commitment to mischief. The swamp is stuck, dung bombs everywhere, Peeves is absolutely on a rampage, and we love every minute of it, until Hagrid has some news. He's keeping a prisoner tied up in the forest, and that prisoner is his brother. His brother is a giant. So it's not a great situation. And Hagrid literally has the audacity to ask these children if they will look after this technically feral giant should anything happen to Hagrid, which it almost certainly will. Anyway, at least Ron won the Quidditch game and scored Gryffindor the cup, I guess. Doesn't seem very high on my list of priorities right now, though. Welcome to the restricted section. I just ate a skiving snack box, but I still have to record this episode for some fucking reason. I'm your host, Christina. My co-host today is my friend, Haley. Say hello to the listeners, Haley. Hello, listeners. I'm Haley. And our special guest today is our king, Mel. Say hello to the listeners, Mel. Hello. We are so happy to have you here. I am so happy to be here today. Mel is one of me and Haley's real life friends who wandered into podcast land. <laughs> well, we, we say wandered. We lured him. Mm. It'll be fine. It's just chatting with friends. Come on. Come on. We don't get new people <laughs> that often anymore. Come on, Mel. You can do it. <laughs> um, chatting with friends about Harry Potter. I need no luring. I'm fine. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's honestly, uh, I'm really happy to be here today and hang out with Yay. you. Yay! <laughs> and what are your pronouns? Did I ask you that already? Um, No, they're he, him. Thank you so much. What is your Harry Potter history? Like, when did you read the books? When did you watch the movies? What's up? I first remember uh, the books, the, actually the first book being read to me in fifth grade and just Aww. falling in love with it then. And I love my fifth grade teacher too, so move on to the next year in sixth grade and I actually had to do a project and I did one and like dressed up as Harry Potter and um oh, I had to dress up as a character you. I didn't just do that willingly <laughs> it was a requirement <laughs> either way like I love it <laughs> but yeah I just I remember my mom coming into my room and being like Mel you have to come downstairs it's the fourth of July I'm like serious just died I'm not I mean, I I think I I didn't, I promise, but I almost punched someone when they told me uh, that Dumbledore died and when they were ahead of me in the books because they were faster reading than I was. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that sucked. That was like at swim team practice one year. 
But um, oh, that's like no. the equivalent of learning that like Santa's not real. It's like it thanks, my youthful innocence is ruined. I feel like it was worse. <laughs> oh my but, god! Yeah, I've read the books quite a few times, not in, in a number of years because I'm getting old. <laughs> but I've loved all it. the books. I maybe read them all like three times through, like ten years ago or something like that. Um, and then like I've of course like memorized the movies because it's background noise and sleep movies mm-hmm. at this point. So yeah. Honestly, at a time where I didn't even really know who I was, these books like saved me. So I have some other opinions about J.K. Rowling's in these current times. I, <laughs> oh, you got some thoughts about J.K. Rowling. I, I probably wouldn't be here without part of her mind that wrote these books. So, <laughs> yeah, I love talking about him. So I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> Yay. We can just not talk about the author. And if you have to refer to her, you can refer to her as that bitch or Joanne or just a joke. Not be named. She who must not be named. Rolled more. Like you got <laughs> options. One season we just called her her. I like that. <laughs> Do you remember that that's from? <laughs> Do you remember that that's from when we looked up a drinking game to play with Independence Day? Yep. And one of the rules, it was just in the wild on the internet. One of the rules was every, every time, time the president's, the president's daughter. daughter enters the scene, you go her. It didn't even say anything about drinking. <laughs> what? It's so silly. We like uh, watching that movie in uh, Cena's backyard on the 4th of July, and it's just like low fences, like one of those neighborhoods. So we're all just sitting there at night, fireworks going off in the distance, watching Screaming. Independence Day. Every time we see Abigail Breslin's itty bitty little face going, Hur! That's not Abigail Breslin. Isn't it? No. She looks like Abigail Breslin. Independence Day. No, it's absolutely not. Independence Day in 1990 what? That's 96. Um, and that is not Abigail Breslin. Wait, I haven't fact-checked it yet. I'm just so sure. <laughs> what the hell are any of these people's names? <laughs> um, whatever, it's fine. It's not Abigail Breslin. I think it might be this bitch, Mae Whitman, but I know, but maybe not. I'm actually just looking for the youngest white girl on this list, so I don't know. Anyway, um, Mel, what Hogwarts house are you? You want to guess? Okay. Uh, I'm going to guess Gryffindor. Haley, what's your guess? Either Gryffindor or Ravenclaw, I'm going to say. Oh, I stump everyone. No one ever guesses. <laughs> You're a Slytherin? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, the funny thing is, is that you guess the other two, though. I think I've gotten Hufflepuff maybe like one or two times because, of course, I'm like always like, well, I have, you know, I mean, I don't have multi personalities, but I, there's a lot of parts of me. You have many facets. Yes. And so. everyone likes food and friendship and animals, right? So, like, of course, you're going to get Hufflepuff sometimes. So, I have gotten Hufflepuff one or two times, oh, I think two times. And then I've gotten Ravenclaw maybe like three. And then it's basically 50-50 from there with Slytherin and Gryffindor. But okay. I've gotten Slytherin more times than any. So Slytherin energy is dangerous. <laughs> you have so much power inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so brave, so conniving, so resourceful. I like to be, but 
I should take the test again soon, just to see. Yeah. It's been like yeah. maybe like three years. Right. Like, where, where are we in life? Let's see. Yeah, let's change in three years mm-hmm. for me. So, I don't think I've taken it since it Pottermore came out when I, I must have been like 16 when Pottermore came out. Um, and I haven't taken it since then. And I also think that I might not have been a Hufflepuff back then. I don't remember. It's, it's all about how you identify. Yeah, I, I self define as a Hufflepuff, just like I self define as a blonde. It fits. Sorry, I've been having this big thing lately about if I should go back to my natural color because it's easier and better for my hair, but I just feel like a blonde inside. You know what I mean? I didn't even know that you weren't a blonde. My hair is like light brown. Yeah, me too. And I identify with my dark. So I understand you. Thank you. Everyone weigh in on if I should go back to light brown. No. Okay, well, thank you. Uh, That's how I feel, too. It's, I, I mean, it'll be weird for me at this point if you do it. Like, you've had, you've been blonde most of the time that I've known you that do your you hair when hasn't I had been black pink. hair. Do you remember when I had black hair, Haley? We knew each other then. Mm-hmm. Oh, when yeah, we knew each other. When was this? I think it was 2017. I need pictures. Yeah. Okay. I have no then, memory of this. Happen. And then I had pink hair and then I had maroon hair and then I had blonde hair and then I had orange hair and then I had blonde hair again and that's my whole story I'm not used to not remembering things I have no memory of you with no black oh, with black hair <laughs> Haley you say that you're not used to not remembering things and yet if I remember correctly I think you left a used handkerchief at my house didn't remember that did you huh Okay, listen, there's remembering and there's remembering, all right? (laughs) Useless details about my friends, absolutely all of the time to an uncanny degree. My own stuff, including used snot rags, it's iffy. Yeah, that's the thing, you've you've left a lot of things at my house before, but a used handkerchief is definitely the most intimate. (laughs) I usually try to keep them in my pockets, I'm surprised that happened. Every time I walk past it, I'm like, boogers! I'm not Wait, sick. so I know you're a Hufflepuff. You know, I know you're a Hufflepuff. I am. Haley, what are you? Oh, Ravenclaw. It, Just look okay. at her. It, I mean. I thought so. Yeah, what but... else would it be? <laughs> look at that face that says, don't make me explain it to you. <laughs> it's like this. <laughs> oh, you want me to go on a quest uh, and do something heroic? No. Thanks, but no, I would prefer not to. I schemes, plots, absolutely not. Loyalty, <laughs> following our friends into danger and or the grave and or their schemes and plots. Also, no, I am going to be I in the library. All of you, fuck <laughs> off. Wait, you have to watch Gunpowder Milkshake. You have to watch it with me. It's about badass librarian, hot lesbian librarians. Like that's what. <laughs> I need to watch this again. Okay, it's it's about Karen Gillan doing punches and stuff. Who the fuck is she? Still sold. It's, but it's really about this network of sexy weapons librarians. Very sold. Are... No, yes, please let's let's do that. Have you guys ever noticed? I guess I'm talking to the listeners right now. Have you guys ever noticed that in these episodes, I say welcome to the restricted section twice? I say it in like my pre-recorded intros and then I say it on like the live recordings also. And I just realized that now and we're 30 chapters in. Okay, well now you have to commit. I don't know if I did it last book. 
Well, consistency but, is key. So no, absolutely not. I'm writing for next season already, and let's just say I've finally figured out how introductions are supposed to go. Mm, but I talk. still don't know how to end episodes. If you're out there and you know how to end a podcast episode, please email restrictedsectionpod at gmail.com and tell me how to end a podcast episode because I do not know. Anyway, let's talk today about fucking Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Chapter 30, Grop. That's almost as much fun to say as or. Grop. Oof. It's just uncomfortable, you know? It's not even like technically his name. It's just what Hagrid is gathering. <laughs> yeah. What if Grop means water and Grop's just like, water, water. Oh, no. Oh, that's fucked. That just reminds me of the SpongeBob episode. Mm -hmm. Water would be nice. (laughs) Yeah, I am that one. So I might have mentioned that these days I am pre-reading the rest of the series, which is when I read all of the series all at once. I take notes and I strategize who, which people should come on for which episodes. It's a thing I do. Does this podcast seem planned? Cause it is. <laughs> so I'm currently about 100 pages into Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. And let's just say that I don't feel like emotionally I have time for order of the Phoenix right now. <laughs> Like, I'm on to, like, much more dire shit than this, Hagrid. (laughs) No, we got to take this interlude. We got to walk away from the big game for all of this. (laughs) Okay, let's get into the chapter. Let's get into it. So what's the last thing that happened? Fucking friend of George Brokeback. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. They became damn legends is what they did. (laughs) Literally one of like my favorite parts, especially just because everyone is so excited for what they did too. It's it's what everyone wanted to do, but didn't have the guts to. Fred and George, they'll do it. Well, here's the thing. It's so much easier to do anything if you have a buddy, not anything, but a lot of things. If you have a buddy. So if you have a twin, it's like, do you want to drop out of school and start a business? Like, yes. Yeah. I'm here with you. We're in this together. And like, once you have a buddy and both of you have decided that you don't care about getting in trouble at Mm -hmm. all to the Mm -hmm. same degree, Mm -hmm. what can stop you? Truly. Truly. It's beautiful, actually. So they're gone. We get a bit of a fun montage of the school as they left it. They left the swamp <laughs> in the fifth fifth floor corridor. Great place for a swamp. If you ask me, I agree. And Phil has to boat kids across to get to class. <laughs> I did uh, note in uh, like that paragraph how it's talking about like Umbridge and Filch had been observed trying different means of removing it, it being the swamp, but without success. And I'm just trying to figure out, uh, Fil- Filch is a squib, so like what what were his methods? Windex? <laughs> he was <laughs> Windex. He had one of those giant pool filling nozzles. He's filling a pool but an opposite, and he's sending it down into the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> All right, I can accept this. That would actually, like, work. 
one way or another he wants to do it without magic. <laughs> I just remember um, it's been a while since I've read the books and I was like, okay, can we talk about why Peeves isn't in the movies? It's like, what is going on here? Yeah. I totally had blanked on Peeves and I'm like reading about like Peeves causing trouble too. And Professor McGonagall being like, oh, no, 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 it doesn't screw on that way. It screws the other way. I love that. <laughs> like helping all him. I, all I can ever think with that is righty tighty, lefty loosey, righty tighty, lefty loosey. <laughs> Actually, uh, I think we talked about this maybe last week or the week before, but Peeves, they did cast and film Peeves in Sorcerer's Stone, but it wasn't working well. And so, I mean, that's what I've heard is that like it was not as good on screen as it is in the book hmm. to have like a grown British man like farting about a school <laughs> like it's not <laughs> I don't think they liked it. So they wrote him out. I mean, when you put it that way, I guess it makes sense. I guess <laughs> but, I think uh... that like today with today's computer graphics it could be executed more elegantly mm, yeah it could have been like uh like the problem with the direwolves in game of thrones how it was like you would think that scaling up just a wolfish looking dog would be easy enough and for some fucking reason like it's not like it's just really they look really uncanny valley so like it was harder to do, a- animate the direwolves than it was to animate like dragons Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So like it could be something like that where it's like, yeah, like in theory it like he's just kind of up there, just a a flying little chaos dude, but yeah, no, that it's like trying to make that look real without it looking like uncanny valley or just stupid. I can see how that would be difficult. Yeah. It's interesting that kind of reminds me of I learned recently that like when computers are randomizing things for humans, they actually have to like go slightly less than random because like a random Spotify playlist would like could potentially play like four Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker songs in a row. And a human would not perceive that as random. You know what I mean? So it has to know to like unrandom it a little bit. That's nuts. Yeah. Human brains are so stupid. Yeah, that is true. But we're really trying, aren't we? Mm. (laughs) Well, some of us. Right here live on this podcast. We're trying. Damn right we are. So it says that Filch has to punt the students to class. Um, I understand that uh, that is probably a boat, but I'm still going to Google it because here, what that means to me is when you kick dropkick. something. Dropkick yeah, something. Yeah. I, I threaten to do it to my cats all the time. Yeah. No, like for for years. Years. I thought that just meant dropkicking students because he would. I was just impressed it, that he could. It means just to pass um, something as a problem to someone else. It also means to defer indefinitely, which I also think is funny in this context because it's like, I'm going to defer on packing up this swamp indefinitely by, <laughs> by punting y'all across, across the swamp. Oh my God, wait, hold on. Shut the front door. That's so random. Do you guys know when life just gives you those randomness, those random yes. moments and you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I have to text Courtney right now. Okay. Courtney texted me yesterday asking if I knew what the word nadir is. Oh. 
For the record, I said something to do with zeniths, and she said it's the antonym, and I was like, great, I consider that correct enough. Um, and I'm on merriamwebster.com, and the word of the day today is nadir. What is do it you nadir? Know? Is, oh, it, is it pronounced stupider than that? Am I exotifying it by calling it a nadir? I mean, nadir just nadir. sounds objectively cooler than any other it's... way you could pronounce that. Webster says nadir. Nadir. Okay, great. Mm. Close enough. Google, Google, is it N-A-G-I-R? Yeah. Google says nadir. Nate, ew, like ew. Ralph? Like that, Isn't like, that Ralph? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, wait, I'm... Look, sorry, I have to text Courtney. Okay, I'm glad you guys can all witness this. <laughs> okay, so we're punting students. So there's not, there's no meaning of the word punt that means boat. I, I assumed that there would be. If you know differently, tell me. I feel like I've heard that used for a type of boat, like the, like a type of just oh, it tiny pole a, boat. A long, narrow, flat bottomed boat. I didn't scroll down enough. Yeah, like something. Like a and, and wait, or to propel with a pole. Yeah, so I think it's like a like a hillbilly gondola. It's also um, the monetary pound of Ireland for whatever that's worth. All right. It also means to play a gambling game against the banker. What? Banker? It also means a concave indentation in the bottle of bottom of a wine bottle. That's so crazy. This is a punt. It's in my Jesus, hand right now. What I'm, doesn't this I'm, word I'm mean? I'm fingering the punt. I'm fingering <laughs> the punt. He touched the punt. <laughs> I looked it up on Google too, and I was like, is punt a British term? <laughs> nice. Is it's it like punting is it? means boating in a punt, which is a long <laughs> boat with a flat bottom. The punter pushes a hole, pushes a pole against the riverbed. Ah, and that goes it a way to move. Okay. Yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah. he's Hill- he's gondolaing them. Yeah, yeah. Hillbilly. It's it's a hillbilly gondola. This is what I'm oh saying. My God. Yeah. I love this for Filch. He should go find somewhere to be a perm- like a long-term hillbilly gondola. Wait, guy. no, that's actually where I want him to retire. I I want yeah. him to I want him to take like romantic couples just just <laughs> steer them through swamps. Okay. Okay, wait, this is great, actually. He, okay, you know how when you're crossing the country with a couple of your friends to go slay a dragon and you get to this river and it's too big for you guys to get across. So you stand there at the edge and then a mysterious old man is like, I can punt you across, but it'll cost you. And they're like, we don't have any money. And he's like, it doesn't cost money. And that's Filch. (laughs) Let's make a deal. <laughs> but you have to do it because yeah. you have to go slay the dragon. And, but he does, in fact, just get off of the boat and then drop kick you across the river. <laughs> <laughs> like Red Foreman. Hey. Lego my ego. Hey. Lego my foot in your ass. Mrs. Norris is just like that. Watching everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're all just running around like shenanigans music. <laughs> Umbridge needs a new door as there are two broomstick shaped holes in it for some reason. <laughs> and people are starting to emulate Fred and George. Oh, yeah. You think you can get in trouble after that? No. <laughs> 
Somebody puts a Niffler in her office, dung bombs, stink pellets. Uh, students are doing bubblehead charms um, on themselves before going into the hallways. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just picturing like, like spaceman suits, you know? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we do get to see the bubblehead charm in the Goblet of Fire movie, and it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, but I do prefer like the full. What do you call it? like a hazmat suit before going out into dung bomb territory? <laughs> that would be ideal. Yeah. <laughs> Just do like a full body, like a like a bubble body charm, a bubble buddy charm. Your bubble buddy bubble from SpongeBob. Oh my god. <laughs> He kept us waiting for a bubble. This is the SpongeBob episode. You can never tell before an episode starts. Is it going to be a Bob's Burgers reference episode or is it going to be a SpongeBob's Burgers reference episode? I got both. So wait for it. Okay. Hell yeah. I think we all got both. Oh, we're ready. Oh, we're fucking ready. I'm just going to slowly transform this into a Bob a Bob's in their burgers podcast and hope no one notices. And by the final episode of deathly hallows, it's just going to be a string of references like in no original content. What's the, uh, the star Trek, uh, planet with the people who speak exclusively in like cultural references. Oh, I don't know that so one. It, I've never it, watched star Trek. It's like, a, neither have I, I just know like a couple wow. of things, like a okay. couple of references, but it's just like, the no board. one can follow anything these people are saying because all they talk about is like, they talk exclusively in references to their own pop culture. Wow. Which That's, is kind of us. We kind of do that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Idioms on top of idioms. Wow. Wow. It's crazy that we're recording and it's not fully dark outside. I know. I know. I was I almost like whiffed on this recording because it's usually dark when I come to record. <sighs> Is I that... tried to put lights on in the back that were colored and like set the mood and everything, and they just looked weird because it was still light outside. Mm-hmm. I feel now like... it's dark. So, but... <laughs> Is this gonna be our last ever daylight savings? I don't know. What's I mean, up with that? What's the it. latest? I don't know, man. Like, I looked it up a couple days ago, and it looks like it hasn't, uh, I think it passed the Senate, and it still needs to go to the House, or possibly the reverse. I'm not great with politics. Um, mm-hmm. Me neither. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, can, I can never keep, I know which one's which, I just can't remember which one goes first. But, no, it's been, like, kind, it's been proposed and, like, semi-approved, and it needs to be the rest of the way approved. Mm. Mm. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So we'll see, uh, if it ever finishes getting approved. Right. I feel like things don't get approved, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, if they do, they're evil. But daylight that's how I savings feel sometimes. sucks. <laughs> well, that's why they want to keep it. Mm-hmm. You gotta keep us down somehow. Guess. Start with daylight savings. <laughs> Expand <laughs> from there. <laughs> Save your daylight, Dave. Hi, Dave. Hi, in Australia. It's Oscar here in Iceland. I got your email the other day. It made me really fucking angry. You know, I get three hours of sunlight per day. Every day, three hours. And you are arguing about one hour. One piece of light at a time. Okay, um, the inquisitorial squad is trying to be all over the place. They're on the case, but weird shit keeps happening to those kids. Weird. Mm. It's 
almost like snitches get stitches. Yeah. Or, you know, sent to the nether realm for a couple weeks. <laughs> Students are constantly using skiving snack boxes. Is that how you would say that skiving? I believe so. Imagine the sickness. <laughs> Everyone is quite literally down with the sickness. <laughs> this is so fucking me, funny. It makes me content to just think of Umbridge's face all the when this is all going on, though. Yeah, this is the kind of shenanigans <laughs> that, like, that I wish was in the movies. Yeah. Exactly. There's so many points that I wish were in the movies. Oh my god, like the infamous Harry Potter Cho Chang Valentine's Day date of 1995 or whatever. I'm even talking the first one. They completely just don't have Snape. Mm. Or not the first one. Yes, in the first one, in the Sorcerer's Stone. When they don't have Snape and potions and everything as a way of protecting the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, right. Yes. I was like, I feel like Snape was in the first one. No, I see what you mean. Yeah. It's been pointed out to me that sitting there watching someone solve a logic puzzle is not the funnest <laughs> thing to watch. I've also complained before about how in book six, they take the book takes great pains to teach our heroes unspoken spells where they like aren't talking. And I was complaining once about that not being in the movies. And it was pointed out to me. That showing a montage of people learning to not do something is not very interesting. And I was like, fair, fair, fair. I'm picturing it now. <laughs> it's like the DA, but it's dead silent. <laughs> Everyone's face is just screwed up. No, they're all just making like like poop noises, you know? <laughs> when, when you're having a tough one. We get the very legendary McGonagall Peeves moment, which is uh, no notes. <laughs> no notes. I love that McGonagall does this. I love that Peeves is like, thank you. I love that Harry is not sure if that's what he heard. <laughs> but he's like, he's pretty sure. He's pretty sure. Dude, McGonagall's petty and I'm here for it. Oh my god. In the last chapter where she was getting on Dolores Umbridge about do you need a cough drop? Like, so good. Beautiful. Professor McGonagall is definitely one of my favorite characters. I she think, makes them happy. I think she's like beloved to everyone. If you have anything bad to say about McGonagall, email restrictedsectionpod at gmail.com because I'd be shocked and I would be interested to hear also. Defend yourself. Just kidding, yourself. but also I named my cat Professor McGonagall. Hmm? <laughs> I named my cat Professor McGonagall. You That's did fantastic. not name your cat Minerva. You named your cat no. Professor McGonagall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only Minerva when she's being really bad. <laughs> well, it's just polite to call her Professor. <laughs> yeah. Over the years, people have been like, Let's just call her, you know, try and shortening professor. Like, no, no. You did, have to say the whole thing. Did she just meow? That no, might have been a cat on animals my in this room. Maybe I meowed. I don't know. I heard a meow right when you said Professor McGonagall, but it definitely might have been one of my cats. Your door is semi-open. It's like cat open. It has to be cat open. I'm not allowed to not have it cat open, Haley. Mm, you know what doesn't give you problems uh, like Beta this? fish. Yeah. yeah oh, Haley, do you want to tell the listeners about your new 
family member? Yes, indeed. Uh, I am sad to announce that uh, Ruth Beta Finsberg uh, is no longer with us. Um, I recently uh, got a new fish after a uh, period of mourning. Uh, My new fish is named Ludfish von Betafin. (laughs) Oh my god. Did Beethoven do... Right, that was Beethoven? I think so. Okay, if so, I'll put it after you announce the name. I always get him fuck, like, fucking confused with Bach. Just don't, oh. just make sure it's not Bach. Okay. That's all no, I ask. I'll get it right. I'll put something else that's kind of jazzy if that's not Beethoven. The, neither of them is jazzy. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Jazzy! <laughs> okay, so we land on one random day of school. It's charms class. They're just chit-chatting. We're worried about Montague. Should we tell? What's that this we shit? <laughs> We're not worried about Montague. Hermione's worried about Montague because Hermione has been conditioned to be nice. And that's the problem with doing that to your kids. Mm. That is the problem, especially with like lovely, brilliant women. Like, I feel like. Just let her know. I relate to Hermione a lot. <laughs> Just like, how can I bear the burden of everyone else's emotions further? (laughs) I know. I'll feel bad for this guy I hate. (laughs) (laughs) Mel, would you tell if you knew where Montague had been? Hmm. Because he's in the hospital wing now, but he's all addled. They don't know what is wrong with him. So Hermione is like, should we let them know what happened to him? A.K.A. he was put into a broken vanishing cabinet. And then showed up in a toilet. In the toilet? <laughs> we haven't addressed that. In? Yeah, well, they did say that the vanishing cabinet was broken. I would say it's very broken. <laughs> I would tell. You'd tell? Mm-hmm. Is it gonna help? Would you go to Pomfrey or McGonagall, or would you, like, put an anonymous note somewhere? I'd, like, put an anonymous note somewhere. <laughs> oh, that's I'm good. Like, but I think my conscience like I wouldn't be able to I don't know I care too much about people which is probably why I need to take this test again yeah Gryffindor can't be good but you know what I mean what do you think Haley I mean look there's a couple of things in this world that we know of that can just spontaneously vanish someone for a couple of months like Fred and George warned Harry about that before his first ever Quidditch practice. Like, sometimes that'll happen just in Quidditch. So, you know, right. is it that different just vanishing spontaneously versus vanishing in a broken vanishing cabinet? I feel like it's all got to be the same backwards nether realm. Like, clearly there's something fucked up going on there. Yeah. But I think it's all kind of the same fucked up thing. So, like... Is it going to help? Is it going to help if they know that he was in the broken vanishing cabinet, mm. the notoriously unpredictable broken vanishing mm. cabinet? The question is, I didn't write it down. How long has Montague been out of the toilet? Do, does, do you know? It's like out of the closet, but dirtier. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> he was found. It's like when you tell everyone that you have a unique kink, you're coming out of the toilet. <laughs> 
he was, I'm so sorry, Haley. He was found at the end of uh, Snape's worst memory, or no, the beginning of Snape's worst memory. And then right after that was Easter, which so would have been, been like about a, a week. A week. It's been about two weeks, I think. So two weeks is probably the amount of time that I would give, seeing if they could just figure it out before I try to tell someone something. I will say that teenage me would be having much more of a moral quandary. Um, Oh, teenage me would be so much more and definitely not saying anything. Mm, no, no, teenage me had much more of a guilt complex. And I think I'm at a point now where like, we're already this far into a whole ass war and I kind of know what side this guy's on. Eh, fuck him. Mm. Okay. Also, Ron and Hermione and Harry are always the ones around for when anything goes around. Why is it always you, Let's not report anything. Yeah. Oh, my God. They they do have, like, a serious precedent for never reporting anything, except for in book five. No, every time that we think it's Snape, they'll report the hell out of that. (laughs) But any time else, no. All through the next book. Just reporting, reporting, reporting. Telling everyone he knows that Draco and Snape mm-hmm. are up to something. Anyway, we're still on Order of the Phoenix, I realize. So Hermione and Ron start worrying, uh, uh, not for the first time, but for the first time in any kind of real way, about where the Weasley twins got their money from to start their business. So Harry finally confesses that it was him. He's like, I have a lot of money and I gave it to your family. Not your mom, your least responsible brothers. <laughs> I, d- I do love that Ron is sitting there like, I, I'm i just dreading the next letter from home because it is go- this is <laughs> yeah. going to be my fault somehow. You watch. You watch. It will. She'll find that a sucks. way. <laughs> Been there. Yeah. It sucks. The continued, like, moderate vilification of Molly Weasley. Like, I don't know if it's vilification so much as just, like, parents be unfair sometimes, you know? Listen, listen. Every time I say the phrase, the vilification of Molly Weasley, which I've said more than once on this podcast because I like to sound smart when I have cool ideas, someone is like, I don't know if it's vilifying her. And literally. And I think that's because we all understand that that... Parents can be annoying and they don't understand you all the time. But Molly fucking Weasley does more for the people in this book series than any fucking other character. She is the only one who holds everything together at every step. And I think that you could never possibly give her enough credit. Counterpoint, the narrators are teenagers. I'll allow it. But... In that case, it frustrates me how much Harry doesn't respect Molly Weasley because it persists. I'm reading the last book right now and it persists. That's fair. Mm -hmm. I have to say one of my favorite parts, though, is in that last movie when Molly just goes after Bellatrix. And it's like in the movies, at least that one scene, I'm just like, not my daughter, you bitch. That's from the books. No, that's from the books. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't read that book in a long time. No, like, it's so sad like, the whole time. Book, yeah. The whole thing is sad and upsetting. Like, like none of it is like, oh, fun. Like, the funniest thing is the fact that Ginny and Harry are 
like want to be together so bad, but there's a war and they're stuck in this tiny house. Well, I've only read <laughs> no. the first 100 pages. They keep like looking at each other and touching each other and being like, oops. <laughs> That's the fun part, huh? <laughs> That's the, yes, because it's not a very fun book. It's very depressing. Mm. Anyway, it's fine. I'm fine. Okay. It's no time for foreplay and depressing times. Absolutely not. That's why <laughs> that's why Bill and Fleur get married so quickly. <laughs> okay, Hermione's pestering Harry about occlumency because basically they're like, why did you want to speak to Sirius Black? Like, what did you guys even talk about? That was so important. And he was like, oh, Snape, stop giving me occlumency lessons and they want me to start them again. So Hermione's like, well, that's my mission in life now. <laughs> yeah, like you said earlier, uh, how can I take on more of this emotional burden? Here's the thing that, so her, what, okay, so here's the thing. At the beginning of the book series, we talked about how Hermione didn't really know how to talk to other people. She very quickly learned how to talk to other people. She learned so much. I think she actually, wait, and I, I relate to her more every day. I think she like hyper fixated on it for like a year or two there and was like, how can I conduct myself in a way that, where I like won't get bullied basically. And so now her next step to learn is how to protect herself while still being a good person. You know what I mean? That's like her next step. Yep. I'd say that's fair. I love mm -hmm. like you'll, you'll get to that in your late 20s, Hermione. Yeah, that's, that is where it seems to happen. I love the progression of this conversation, too, because like they start off like with the whole Montague thing. Hermione's bringing that up and then they kind of jump to the twins and the money and like Hermione just doesn't really say anything else after Harry's big reveal. But he's like, all right, I can tell that she still wants to fucking say something. And he's waiting for it for like the next couple of classes. And then finally she <laughs> takes a breath to talk and he's like, I already gave them the money. It's not worth it. And she's like, I wasn't going to say anything about Fred and George. And I really think that she wasn't. I think that when she brought up Montague, she was working that, like trying to work that up toward bringing up Occlumency. Um, how so? Like, Montague is in Slytherin. Maybe if we told Professor Snape that we know where he is, you would be able to convince Snape to give you, let you back into the Occlumency thing. Oh, wow. That's my theory. Okay. I'll allow it. Hey, I'll allow any theory. I don't give a shit. Like, this is just, I think, a good progression of uh of a conversation over the course of a day this is well done yeah you're right okay we're allowed to give credit to the writing once per episode <laughs> and as we all know daniel radcliffe was the author of so that's i think what i want our next season's version of calling joanna a rude disrespectful name i next season i think we should just say Daniel Radcliffe when the we're complimenting when, when we're complimenting the writing. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe has such a way with words. He really does. I love that. <laughs> I also like the uh, misgendering of the writer as well. Oh, constantly. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I do like to bring up just like when craft is good, just, like any literary analysis. I like to I like to bring up when the craft is okay. 
and like, dude, not so there much the are content. so many moments in this. But sorry to yell while you were talking. There are so many moments in this book that are constructed horribly. Yes, there are. I know that I keep saying this, but in an 870 page long book, I'm allowed to continue being shocked by how obvious the absence of an editor is in this. Like consistently, line by line, page by page, chapter by chapter. Step by step, day by day. Day by day. And as a whole book, like, oh my God. There was like one thing that I think I noted in this chapter, like that Hermione's uh, looking up at Hagrid with a concerned expression on her face, quote unquote. <laughs> I've been noticing that so much in this book with the expression on his or her face. Like, do, as opposed to the expression on her elbow, uh, <laughs> we don't need right. on her face. We don't need this clarified. As an editor, I would comment and be like, expressions are commonly found on one's face or something really cunty like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, I need you to learn right now that we're not going to say five words where one will do. No, no, no. I think we need all five. <sighs> anyway, okay, where are we? I accidentally did that thing where my cursor was at the top of my notes and I clicked it by accident and now I have no idea where we are. Oh, uh, they're talking, oh. uh, but they're arguing about Occlumency. Yeah, it's fine. We can just go to the Quidditch match. <laughs> the f okay, so listen. Wait, wait, listen. wait, 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 wait. Yes. I, had, I had one, I had one other <laughs> Okay, go, Haley, go. Ron has snitched to Hermione that he heard Harry muttering in his sleep the other night. Uh, and said, you were only muttering a bit. He mumbled apologetically something about just a bit farther. Uh, buddy, you live in a dorm full of teenage boys. Right. That could have meant anything. Yeah. So many things. <laughs> All of them gross. <laughs> why did, why, why are you, why are you snitching Hermione? Come on. She doesn't need to know. Just remind me of a nervous game when you said it <laughs> what? Oh my god, the further. nervous game. Are you nervous? Are you nervous? I was good at that game because I have all of the audacity. You just keep, you like start at your friend's knee and you like grab, this is back when you used to touch people without asking oh. permission. You would like yeah. grab them at the knee and say, are you nervous? And if they said no, you would like move farther up the knee until you're full on the crotch. Is that what you're talking about, Mel? Yes. Oh, we, my school always. I don't know why I remember. <laughs> my school always called that gay chicken. Well, our, <laughs> my, mine was usually not gay because I went to a Northern Virginia public school. Me where too. The, oh yeah, you did too. But you then I thought you were perhaps maybe talking about your private. Oh no, no, school. this was this was gay chicken in a, a, a early two thousands homophobic sense. I see. Yeah, I, I see. Because I went to the garbage <laughs> Nova public school. Isn't it cool how? Isn't it cool how with all those attitudes, none of us came out gay in the end? <laughs> like, it really worked. Yeah, damn. They really bullied it out of us. Yeah, speak for yourself. Success! <laughs> I, almost oh, every episode of this podcast is majority gay. <laughs> the final match of the Quidditch season is Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw. But, hey, can we talk about this? But... Did y'all notice that at the end of the chapter, they're talking about the Slytherins, not the Ravenclaws? Well, the Slytherins would have been at the game. But listen, 
But listen, the way this is framed, they're fi- they're playing Ravenclaw. They come back. Well, uh, maybe we'll get there, I guess. But I I'm pos- wait. What's the word? I propose. <laughs> <laughs> I propose that they got it confused. The Danny Radcliffe got got Ravenclaw and Slytherin confused. Okay, we'll get there. Okay, Ron is um feeling good about Quidditch because he feels it's impossible for him to get any worse. That's the spirit. That's kind of how I feel going to Zumba. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. So that was the first one. They can only get better from here, right? I mean, when you have that outlook, though, it can only get better from here, and then he nails it. Yeah, well, we've talked at length before about how Ron's confidence is, like, the thing. That's the thing. So if he's like, I've transcended confidence, my self-esteem is solo, that I don't need confidence, because what what good will that do me? (laughs) Middle middle child problems. <laughs> Harry and Hermione go to watch the game. As a reminder, Harry's not permitted to be playing right now. And then Hagrid creeps up behind them. And he's like openly bleeding. And he's trying to be small <laughs> and discreet. <laughs> oh, bud. <laughs> Still like four feet higher than everyone else. <laughs> There's not a discreet bone in Hagrid's body. No, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm going to mention Deathly Hallows a couple times because I'm reading it right now. But at the beginning, Hagrid's in the burrow for the first time that we see and he keeps getting stuck in all the doors. Oh. <laughs> uh, so he's such a good, fun character. He just should never have been put in charge of children. Come on. Yeah. And yet. And And yet. They're like, well, I suppose you're actively bleeding, so we'll come with you as you look like you're in trouble. (laughs) There is like a moment right before that, though, where Harry's basically giving Hagrid the, uh, uh, can't it wait? Can't you see the games on? (laughs) Hagrid has a crossbow and like, do I think he should be responsible for students? No. Do I think that it's cool when Hagrid grabs his crossbow and walks directly into the woods with no fear? Yes, that's cool. I like that energy, okay? Mm -hmm. It's giving Middle Earth, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It's giving Tom Bombadil. (laughs) Oh, that... I want them to have tea. I (laughs) want to see that. (laughs) The biggest mugs. (laughs) Okay, so the centaurs are not cool with Hagrid anymore because of fire wrens. They were... Firenz was like, I don't like the way you guys treat me. I feel bullied every day. I'm going to work at the castle. They made a room for me out of grass. And the centaurs were like, centaurs were like, absolutely not. This is our greatest defense. And they were trying to beat him to death with their hooves. (laughs) And Hagrid was like, I don't like this. And I get it. Cultural differences, you know. But they're, they're like, and we'll murder you too now, basically. Just a little more murderier than a society I would like to be a part of. Yeah, poor, poor friends, man. He's he's baby. Yeah. Look at him. Well, he's like the guy. He's trying to bring you know everybody. You know, just like anyone else, trying to survive and come together to beat Voldemort. He's just trying to make everything work. Aww. But just being all stubborn. Was Ferenz? He was in the first movie, but not the fourth movie. Is that correct? I mean. The- the fifth movie yeah the okay. centaurs did show up 
but yeah, it, in yeah. The, in the end, which we'll fucking get to. Yeah. So they're walking deep into the forest, and and then eventually Hagrid's like, "Maybe I should tell you what we're doing here." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah. we've been asking you the whole way, what are we doing here? Now Harry you want to stop." Harry Potter is like, I've played in a Quidditch game that was 15 minutes long. We've been out here for an hour and a half. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> they're just walking and walking. How far do you think they're walking straight up? How many minutes or miles do you think they've walked? Because it's not clear at all. I, I want to say, like, this sounds like at least 20 minutes, which doesn't feel like enough. It doesn't like 20 minutes into the woods doesn't feel like enough of yeah, a I'm safe distance. Like 40. I'm yeah. thinking like 40 minutes uh, into the woods. Right. What right. do you think, Mel? Yeah, it seems like it's a pretty long walk because they're wondering. And plus the timing just doesn't seem like it matches with the Quidditch game. <laughs> it's uh, like, how is the Quidditch game just going on for like this long? Yeah, because yeah, right that would be... The, I feel like they're in the woods way longer. And that would be like a 40 minute walk back too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Time. I should have put this in my math episode. Can I tell you guys? I <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen to the story. I ha, uh, we do bonus episodes for our Patreon subscribers. Patreon.com slash Check it out in the show notes. I slurred the link because I'm not sure if I got it right. Um, but we did a bonus episode about math because our bonus episodes come out every like the second Saturday of every month. And I thought that the second Saturday of March was day march 14th and i recorded this whole episode thinking that the saturday was the pie day and i did this whole episode and then when i looked at the ca- the calendar i saw that pie day was a tuesday and not a saturday so i don't know how i made that mistake so i was like well i'll just release this episode on pie day and it'll be a little early and that'll be cute and fun yeah. a fun reward for my patrons i love you so much but Somehow, I still accidentally scheduled it to come out on March 13th instead of 14th. <laughs> so, a long, boring story about how I'm bad at counting, let alone math. <laughs> oh, comedy of errors. <laughs> With myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Haley, that's actually like a really cute turn of phrase because... um. At some point between now and the end of the summer, you and me and Leela are going to talk about the, I think it's the 93 Much Ado About Nothing movie. Okay. Have you seen that one? I have not. It's sometime in the 90s. Why does it sound familiar? Have you seen that one, Mel? It has Kenneth Branagh and Emma Thompson in it. And Denzel Washington and Keanu Reeves. It's a lot of fun. I'm down. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. I think I... No, no, I haven't seen it. Okay, we can all Wait. watch it together because it's really silly and yeah, funny. I might have been really stoned. <laughs> wow, it looks familiar. familiar. It sounds familiar. Did I watch this movie? Did I not I watch saw this movie? Parts of Was it. I just stoned? Okay, back to the woods. Okay, he's like, I'm going to get fired soon. Hagrid, that is. He's like, I'm not really worried about it <laughs> because there are bigger wink issues here. Mm-hmm. he's like wait let's stop so I can explain it to you and then he explains nothing seriously <laughs> that's exactly what happens with a bunch of other stuff and then just keeps going <laughs> he's like 
I'm going to get fired. That's why I need to tell you this. Let me explain. Anyway, let's go. And then Harry's <laughs> dumb ass is like, well, whatever you need help with, of course we'll help you. Stupid. Like, are, are none of your alarms going off right now, Harry Potter? Mm, maybe consult your legal counsel or something. Consult your legal counsel. Sorry. You think you would have learned after all of the different creatures at this point. It's Lawyer <laughs> up. Dragon. <laughs> Hippogriffs. No, it's fine. We got it. <laughs> so they keep walking a little bit deeper until they arrive at a large mound of earth, which is sleeping. Wonder what could be under that. Wonder wonder what that horrible creature that mound of earth could be the lair of. <laughs> it's Grop. <laughs> it's Grop. Okay. This is the worst side plot in any of the Harry Potter movies, period. Thank God it doesn't last long. I said movies. I meant to say books and or movies, but mostly books, because that's what we're talking about on this very podcast. I just think that it is so much set up with no payoff at all. Mm -hmm. And fiction isn't an agreement between the author and narrator of (laughs) set up and payoff. And it's just so many pages dedicated to this thing that supremely does not matter. Grop is a meaningless addition to this story. Completely meaningless. They don't do, what's it called? When you go out to other nations and be like, "Here, we're here to be your friend. Yeah. <laughs> like diplomacy, but like the verb. <laughs> Come on, Haley, verb for diplomacy. <laughs> Diplomizing? I, I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> there, he, okay, there's no liaising with the giants because of Grop. Like, Grop is just here against his will and against, like, he's against the beat of the story. Like, he is, like, a brick wall in the middle of this story. <laughs> he's he's a delay. He's He's there to be a delay. That's all, that's literally what he does. He's a delay. He reads like... He reads like somebody told the author to add more bullshit. It's like, it's like, oh, we just need a little bit more fluff here. The book isn't quite long enough, but it is. It's so fucking long. How many words is this book? I'm sorry. I'm getting really tired of it. I want to know. How many words is Order of the Phoenix? Haley, are you ready for this number? It's 257,000. Oh, God. How, how? What's the most words you've ever edited in a book? 220 something thousand. I was going to say, for me, definitely around 200. Was it? Are we talking about the same book? What book is it? Because I'm talking about uh, the one that you edited and I proofread recently. Mm, okay. It's a long one. We're here. We're at Grop. Look at him. Just look at him. This is where Hagrid's injuries have been coming from. He don't know his own strength. That's no moon. It. That's his brother. Okay. This is Grop. Um, he's a giant. He's apparently small compared to the other giants. And so they were bullying him. So Hagrid 
confesses to forcibly removing him from his people and bringing him to be an isolated pet in the Forbidden Forest. Uh, did I get that wrong? Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that about covers it. Yep. Sounds like a much better option. Like, oh my God. Like, that is just simply not how consent works, for starters. <laughs> like, it just, you, you yeah. are endangering everyone in this situation. Yeah, like, the whole school. Like, like... If this goes wrong, wrong, yeah, the whole school. Yeah, like, you're endangering Grup, you're endangering everyone that was between, like, where you started and Scotland. Right. So, and like... The, the whole forest, Europe. too. I'm kind of with the centaurs in being pissed on this. Like, this sucks. This is a scary thing that, that lives in our forest now that, like, is not... <laughs> What's a... It's, it, this giant is an invasive species. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's not be nice so because big. I think that's not nice because they're extinct from a lot of places. <laughs> <sighs> so, Hermione is upset. Can you blame her? Mm-hmm. And it's it actually falls to Harry for, like, a whole page to ask the questions. I noticed that, too. He does okay. Because Hermione gets emotional and she shuts down, which is one of the few things I truly love about her is that she has a single flaw whatsoever. I wish her main flaw wasn't her emotions, but I'll live with it. <laughs> I'll live with it because I get it. Um, but she, like, shuts down and that's when Harry steps up for her. He does it, like, almost every book. And so I noticed the same thing. Give him a little agency mm -hmm. over his own story. Yeah. For a little, one whole uh, page. Development. <laughs> a little uh, speak it up for himself. A little <laughs> bit of... <laughs> a little bit of being an active proponent in yeah. his life. I ran out of words, kind of. <laughs> How's that novel going of yours? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel like uh, Hermione and Harry always like have just had that kind of like kind of in an intimate way, but totally like platonic mm -hmm. of just like the way they communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, I, like, I, I wasn't, well, I know you said you're reading um, the Deathly Hallows, but yeah. I watched um, Order of the Phoenix. Oh, I read the chapter before this, of course. And then I watched the movies from the Order of Phoenix on the other day. Mm -hmm. And even in that scene when they're like, you know, dancing or whatever. It's just like, they've always just had this way. I feel like that's so like, I don't know. I feel like people discredit that so much. Like whether you're, you know, whatever kind of relationship you're in, it's just like, I, I really like that that is kind of brought to life in the, in the movies is, is, as well as the book is having that moment of like, it doesn't have to be romantic to just like have a moment with someone and like step away from things. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I, don't like I love but, that. They're like, they're such a team and they're a good yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're like the two anxious kids that like when one of them is having an anxious breakdown, the other is mm -hmm. able to like overcome their own anxiety and step up. Like, yeah. Okay. Hermione. Yeah. Hermione's sitting on a tree root. Uh, so I guess, I guess it's my turn. All right, let's do this. Uh, so did Madame Maxime want to bring him back too? Uh, good question. Good yeah. question. Try to get other adults on your side, knowing what sh her answer probably was. Uh, yeah. And Hagrid is like, it wasn't her favorite thing. She did leave me because of it. 
<laughs> yeah, he's like, she didn't really like it. No, she did her own thing, but... They never... I don't think they ever... Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they ever mention Hagrid and Maxime's relationship again. But I hope that they live happily ever after. I really do. I mean, yeah. I was about to say that, too, about the last thing we were talking about with, like, Harry just being aware... Like, more so than Ron, of course. But, like, the dance, that reminds me of Madame Maxine. Like, even in that moment, like, Harry knew how to be there for Hermione. And in the same way, like, you see, like, Hagrid and uh, Madame Maxine, like, you know, dancing and, like, you know, all of that, like, during that. But you're like, what happens? What actually happens? You don't find out, like, in any part of it. But honestly, admittedly, I had forgotten that in the books... I, I thought because I've watched the movie so many movie times memories are normal. Ron is not there, but he is there in the movies. Mm. They totally just like yeah. go from, you know, Fred and George, you know, fireworks to like, okay, like the game, but then we're in the forest. Like there's just the transition in the movie. It doesn't like detail that like Ron's not even there. Ron's over here, like. Yeah, he's living his own life. (laughs) Yeah, he's living his life. He's living his life. But, like, you don't even realize that, like, yeah, it's different. I didn't realize that he wasn't even there. If if this book had been edited better, the movie wouldn't have had to make room for it. You know what I mean? The book book just kept adding pages. It was like, I don't care. But the movie's like, this can't be longer than, like, two hours and 15 minutes. This is for children, technically, still. So, no, I can't imagine being uh, the you know director of this movie with all such no. So I feel like a lot of transitions and like the fluidness of the story that I feel like I get in the books, like I feel like a lot of that is not clear in the movies. I don't really understand how people can appreciate the Harry Potter movies in general without having read the books. Like I feel like there's so many plot holes and questions raised by the movies that don't get answered. No, I agree with Okay, so Hagrid has Grop tied up. So he's literally like a captive prisoner, right? Are we you reading me on this? Uh, yeah, yeah. One of uh, one of Harry's yeah. questions on that one page there was, uh, so what are the ropes for then? <laughs> Good job, Harry. Look at you noticing. That's like um today. Sean never knows where anything is ever for one second. And I couldn't find my nail clippers today and i was texted him and i was like weird question they're just completely gone so i'm desperate have you seen my nail clippers and he was like they were somewhere weird like your office and i looked in my office and they were here because i was giving myself a little manny in the office and forgot about it um and i was like this is incredible look at the things your brain can do you knew where my nail clippers that you don't even use you knew where they were i'm i just you know the brain can do anything (laughs) Under duress. <laughs> Truly miraculous. <laughs> so Hagrid is like, will you run a Duolingo app with Crop after I get fired? <laughs> Duolingo. <laughs> <laughs> How about no? Oh, my God. How could you possibly no. ask this of your dearest best friend who is an adult like you? How could you possibly ask this favor of anyone? Take my brother, 
who is a prisoner and totally foreign to this land in so many ways, take him from me. Child, when I get fired because I no longer value my job, <laughs> like, what is happening? Yeah, it, it's insane. It's an insane thing to do. It's an insane thing to ask on any level oh, no, for no. so many reasons. No, no. Harry already said yes. He he That's reflects so... multiple times throughout the chapter like, oh, God. Oh, God. I agreed without knowing. I like, agreed. You can take like, the OK, so what's it called? Ongoing consent. Is that what it's called? I believe so. You have to continue to get consent. Consent can be revoked at any time. And that does not just apply to sexual encounters. That applies to everything out in the world. You're like, I don't think this is good for me anymore. I actually misunderstood you in the beginning. Like, this seems like way too much for me. And I can't, I could never dream of coming to help you in this situation as I am so deeply out of my league. (laughs) You can just say those things. So as much as we were congratulating Harry for speaking up a couple minutes ago, he does not just say no. No means no, Harry Potter. (laughs) If it sucks, hit to If it sucks, hit to bricks. You can just leave. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hate making anything about gender whatsoever, but. I have to say in that moment, that is typical male response. <laughs> yeah, we got it. It's fine. It's fine. We'll do, it. do whatever. Yeah, sure. Fuck whatever. it. Whatever. Sure. <laughs> what? Whatever. <Small>. Forever. <laughs> Hagrid wakes Grop up to introduce them. How nice. How nice of him. Well, he's trying to teach him manners, too, you know? It's just not... Fair. He can't understand the language, is what I gather. So mm-hmm. I just don't know why manners is a priority if he literally has no idea where he is or what he's doing here. Hermione's afraid, and like I recommend that you take your cues from Hermione Granger. If you're going to take cues from anyone in this world, make it Hermione. That's what she's about. Yeah, that just reminds me of the part where she's like, just because you have an emotional capacity of a teaspoon... You can't Classic. imagine what someone's thinking of in all these moments. Da, 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 That's da. like the summary Mom's of like, every chapter of this book. One person can't have that much in their body. They'd explode. <laughs> <laughs> I think of that often and I'm like, I have to go back to like, you know, when Harry's like, uh, fuck no, Voldemort, you're not going to possess me. I feel sorry for you in those instances. Oh, friendship. Oh, friendship! You don't know love or friendship, and I feel sorry for you. Mel, are you going to come over to do our uh, Order of the Phoenix movie watch-along in May? Yes. Hell yeah. All right, y'all. Mars is bright tonight. No, we're not there yet. Grop is just ripping up trees and causing destruction because it's obvious that he's not in his usual environment and he's in distress. Yeah, he's um, understimulated. Yeah, he tries to rob Hermione. Harry yoinks her back. He, like, kind of bitch slaps Hagrid. It's not good. It's so funny, not to mention the movie again, but it's funny that in that scene, normally, like, it's, you know, in this, in the book, it's just Harry and it's just Hermione. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, it almost happens where Grub, you know, picks Hermione up. But in the movies, 
it's like Ron's there too. And Ron's like, you put her down. Because he actually does like grab her and then they have a little horn. Oh, yeah. Like, you, remember, but... I do remember that. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. It's a totally different situation. Yeah, it but... is different. And I feel like in the movies, it always feels like they're trying to like. Girl bossify Hermione. No, no, I was going to say it's like in the movies, they're always working towards Ron and Hermione hooking up in the end. But the book has time to kind of like you said earlier, Mel, the book has time to be like, and also Hermione and Harry have a relationship. And he also would take steps to prevent her death (laughs) if given the opportunity. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) It's sad that people watching the movies don't know about that. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's why they put the dance in. They were like, hey, I know that we've been kind of like skimping on this relationship for the past seven movies. But like, believe me when I say that Harry and Hermione care about each other. And that's why it's going to be creepy when we see them making out in the Horcrux dust. Ew. (laughs) Don't don't make me think about that. (laughs) So finally, it's time to go back toward the Quidditch pitch. Except they come across some centaurs. Centaur. Um, Magorian? Majorian? What do you think, Haley? Uh, I'm going to go with Magorian because it sounds cooler. Magorian yeah. is like, we told you to fuck off. <laughs> um, But then they're like, wait, he's accompanied by his young. And then Bane is like, they're not even his young. They just happen to be young. <laughs> and then they're like, no, we could never hurt innocent foals. And Hagrid's like, let's go. Yeah, you heard them. They can't hurt foals. Okay. No one knows how to feel about being called a foal. <laughs> exactly what I was going to Something in the story I was going to mention. Foal? Like, yeah. It's just a weird word. Yep. It's just a very yep. weird word. It's giving brony. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> it's giving Daddy Dom Brony. <laughs> no, <laughs> and his full. No, <laughs> why? <laughs> I was trying so hard not to go there. Did I ever tell you guys I went to BronyCon one year? Yes, you've told me this. <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, I'm trying to go places with you. <laughs> I, went with, I went to BronyCon with my brother as his security detail because he was young. <laughs> That's so awesome, though. BronyCon chaperone. <laughs> I love that. I wore a Legend of awesome. Zelda shirt and booty shorts and got a lot of attention, let's say. Fuck yeah, you did. It was so long ago. That was probably 10 full years ago. Oh, my God. Anyway... Um, <laughs> okay, so they get to leave because they're young, I guess. Um, even though Hagrid is like actively arguing with them. Hagrid is in full YOLO right now, which fine, go full YOLO if you have to, but like, do not drag minors that don't belong to you into that mess. It, like, Hermione's even trying to be like, hey, Hagrid, they seem pretty pissed. Uh, I don't think they're gonna let us in. Yeah. To do the thing, the completely insane thing that you're asking us to do. And Hagrid's just like, nah, you're falls, you're fine. Yeah, you're good. <sighs> <laughs> so they go back to the Quidditch pitch. There's cheering and shouting. Hagrid's like, I'm out of here. I don't want to know what this is about. They're singing. Weasley is our king. Um. Okay, wait. And here we are. Here we are. 
at the end. It says, they hear Weasley is our king. The song was growing louder, but it was issuing not from a cloud, a crowd of green and silver clad Slytherins, but from the Gryffindors, blah, blah, blah. And then on the page before, they're talking about, let's go inside before we have to talk to the Slytherins. And if they're playing Ravenclaw, I just think they would be more concerned about Ravenclaw. Like, well, what? Like, I, they don't have the antagonistic relationship with Ravenclaw that they have with Slytherin. Like, it kind of sounds like Slyther- like the Slytherins are really the only ones doing the song. I beg to differ because I think Harry feels incredibly antagonistic toward Cho Chang, the seeker yeah. on Ravenclaw. Yeah. Like, he he's, like, he's also not trying to run into her, but, like, they're surrounded by people singing the song, so that's, like, they think that, oh, that must mean that there's a large group of Slytherins that are coming this way. I see, because, like, Ravenclaw wouldn't. Right, but, like, the Slytherins would be singing it if Ravenclaw had won because they demoralized Ron. Well, also, it, it literally says that, like, Hermione and Harry are looking... Super disheveled with like bits of <laughs> like bleeding and like hair and stuff their like hair. That. Harry's probably like, I look like shit. Let me like <laughs> not see Chad. Like, <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Let me get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, but it's not the Slytherins. It's the Gryffindors. Ron won the Quidditch Cup. Whoa, that's so unexpected. They're carrying him inside, and they hit his head on the door because he can't have nice things. <laughs> I love that detail though. <laughs> okay, so that's the end of the chapter. Mel, is there anything we missed? Anything you want to repeat? Anything that you want to sum up? Any final thoughts about the chapter? I don't think so. Okay, Try. that's completely fine. And if you have anything, feel free to speak up. Haley, any final thoughts? I did notice uh, in this chapter like toward the end that it mentions Hagrid wearing a moleskin waistcoat. He's usually wearing a moleskin <sighs> overcoat. I'm wondering if this is a error in the text or if he has a matching set. The fuck is a moleskin waistcoat? Mm-hmm. Have you guys mm-hmm. ever used moleskin notebooks? Yes. Well, that's all the information I got. Cool. Is it similar? I have no clue. Hmm. Like, I've seen a mole. They aren't big. So, like, how many moles? Is this some other kind of mole? <laughs> in high school, my friend Britt, there was a mole in her driveway and she couldn't get to school. So she went to go shoo the mole away and it bit her and she had to get a rabies shot in her tummy. <laughs> oh, no. If they think you have rabies, they shoot you right in the tummy. Yep. <laughs> so don't get rabies. Noted. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't with the rabies shot, like, it's right into your belly button specifically? Ooh, like, I don't know. Ah, I don't know. No. Um, ah. Belly buttons are weird. Ah. Yeah, I'm moving us on from this. Please do. Um, so, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> fine. Belly buttons are weird at the end. <laughs> um, okay, great. So, uh, no last words about the chapter? I don't remember what either of you have um, said since then. I, I I was just bringing up the moleskin thing, but we'll come back moleskin. to that one day. uh-huh. Moleskin. I have no answer for you on that. Mm, yeah, me neither. Some things I'm just content to not know and find out organically. <laughs> In the age of the internet, I think that's important. 
Remember when we Hagrid served the kids like stoat sandwiches or something and we Googled it and they are like weasels and we were like, oh no. Yep. <laughs> what is that one animal that like I feel like Hagrid's always dealing with that it starts with an S and I can't remember what it is. Slugs. Like... The blast ended scroots. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. That's I want to know what one of those looks like. I know they, they definitely did not put money into that in the movie and that <laughs> would have been a really Make good, stranger easy things way. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it, do, it doesn't. Don't the quick, illustrated no. books have depictions? They're, yes, they're horrifying. Yeah, they're bad. Well, that's why we get our fill with the Fantastic Beasts after that. It was really cool to see all the different magical creatures after that. But I do wish that there were more. Yeah, because um, like I'm pretty sure the know. Scroots were uh, illegally bred. Were they not? Yeah, that's implied in the mm. books anyway. But. Mm. It's important to understanding the roundness of Hagrid's character. Yeah. I, like, we live in the South, you know, who, who among us hasn't known a guy who knows a guy who uh, has bred illegal reptiles? <laughs> I'm about to travel to Florida, like, literally oh, in a that's, few hours. Oh, that's like a hobby there. Should, should, <laughs> yeah. Uh, should me and Nick just, you know, stop and see all the reptiles that literally, like, Remember I held like a like a hundred pound like python one time. It was like albino. It's like white and Whoa. yellow. It's beautiful. I couldn't even hold it myself. I had a friend hold it with me. All the uh, tiger stuff. I'm like, should we stop it? No, I would never support that. But also, I'm going to try and meet a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really wouldn't do that. They might just be roaming wild anyway. at this point. Tigers. You're going to be the next tiger king. I remember on Tiger King, there was somebody in South Carolina. Like, I joked with Nick the other day. I was like, are we stopping? Not serious. <laughs> <laughs> so are, are, y'all, are y'all ready to move on to plugs? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mel, do you want people to find you on the internet? Because you definitely don't have to. But if you want to share your socials, you could. It's up to you. Yeah, I'm trying to do this. Like, I don't care about my shit i'm not really that active on social media but as much as like whoever follows me like i want to be able to promote y'all for sure so it's just meltdown i think i think so I think too. and what is something that you've been watching or reading or playing or listening to <gasps> lately you think the listeners of our podcast would enjoy have y'all ever seen the magicians yes um, no, I haven't seen The Magicians, but I've had Haley info dumped to me about it yeah. more than once. Haley. Yeah. <laughs> Haley, can we please talk about it? Yes. I don't know anyone do, who actually- Have you read the books? Especially, God, no. Do you have I've them? I've got at least the first one, I think. Yeah. Oh my God. I was watching it before this and like, I was literally like, Mel, why aren't you like watching the scene in the movie again or like reading the chapter again? And I was just like, these are my friends. Like Harry Potter is Harry Potter's forever. Fuck that. Harry Potter's forever. But magicians like have that kind of same vibe for me, but more like in my adult life, I guess. Like nice. even nice. though Harry Potter's universal. Yeah, it's it, um, it's like a yeah. Harry Potter uh like college like American college vibe. Like Yeah. yeah. Well, especially rather than a wand, they're like, you know, doing things with their hands and stuff like that. It just seems like yeah. more, I don't Very know, conceptually so. different magic. It's definitely a good show. So anyway. Hell yeah. Thank you for the recommendation. Yeah, of course. Haley, where can people find you on the internet? 
Uh, for the time being, you can find me on Twitter at the writ to wit. Um, and for my plug, have I have I plugged uh, Goodnight uh, Obby yet, or have no. I just raved about it to everyone I know? Yeah, you haven't plugged it, I don't think. Okay, cool. So I'm going to plug Goodnight Oppie. Um, I think it's free on uh, Prime, but it's kind of a documentary about uh, Opportunity, the Mars rover. Just like from conception to uh, the end of her mission. And it like all of the people who were involved in like designing uh, and operating this robot over like 15 years. And, and like all of the stuff that we learned about Mars from Opportunity. So it's just, it's one of those stories that comes together really well into like something that you don't even really have to dramatize. So, Wonderful. Yep. Thank you so yeah. much for the rec, my dear. I've been your host, Christina. You know where to find me. And this week, I'm going to plug Super Scary. Y'all know Josh. He's been on the show twice. Um, and his podcast, Super Scary, is fun to listen to if you're not already listening to it. And this past Monday, I was on to talk about Ghost Rider starring a one and Nicolas Cage. Um, I've been on his show before to talk about They Slash Them as well, which was a very bad movie. So listen to either one of those episodes. Spoilers for Ghost Rider. I like it more than I think I should. But I don't know what happens in it, even though I've watched it twice. There's your little summary. <laughs> but anyway, go check out Super Scary. It's a very fun pod. Mel, thank you so much for joining us to talk about fucking Grop. I always invite my friends that I like on for the chapters that I don't because it's good to talk to you instead of talking about the chapter. <laughs> oh my god, I fucking love that. I love both of you. I'm so happy we could do this. Hell yeah. We love and you Haley. too. Yeah, we oh, do indeed. And it's so awkward to say. Yeah. That bar just fucks me up. Rah. I feel like it needs to be, it's long for me. Longer than R. <laughs> I can't. I know. Like, I edit these episodes. I know I've been making a big deal out of the word R lately, but it's, like, R. really annoying and frustrating. <laughs> the if pirates. You're British, if you're British and you can make it happen, can you send me a recording and I'll play it on the podcast? Because, like, I don't understand the word R. 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 <laughs> Anyway, that's the end of the episode. Cool. <laughs> and that's how I end my episode. That's it, Potheads. Thanks for listening to the Restricted Section. This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Christina Kahn. Our theme music was produced by Ryan Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Please connect with us on Twitter at RestrictedPod, on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod, on Facebook at Restricted Section Pod or in our Facebook group, The Restricted Section Detention Crew. Join our Patreon to get access to our Discord server, our bonus episodes, and other cool perks. We're also very happy to be a member of Deus Ex Media, where all you fucking nerds can find all kinds of fandom podcasts to suit your fancy. Coffee. Tea, honor, cabbage. Long ago, 
the four elements lived in harmony. Then, shit went totally cray when the Avatar attacked. Only the Cabbage Man, merchant of fine cruciferous vegetables, could stand against his trolling. But when the world needed some dank veg, he vanished. Ten years have passed, and my partner and I have started a new podcast. My Cabbages! An Avatar podcast. A weekly show about Avatar The Last Airbender. Whether it's Sokka's new line of cologne. Hey, look at you. Sitting there on a seal. Well, now look at back at me. I'm on a, on an even bigger seal. Now look away. D&D related antics. You have to make an acrobatics check for that. And Aang just like unzips his pants and whips out his D20s. He's just like, I got this. Or randomly breaking into song. <laughs> we'll stumble our way through the greatest show ever made, one episode at a time. What kind of slum do you think this is? Yeah, Hagrid's tail always kind of makes me think of um, that one Rick and Morty episode. Like, on the condition that you listen to my tail. <laughs> Dave X Media.